I'm Paige, and this is Health Uncovered. Substance misuse. Know your choices. If you're out with a group of mates, I mean, say they're sat there smoking, like, a joint or whatever, they're going to ask you if you want some. And if you're with a load of people, you're not going to really want to sit there and say no. If you take one drug, you can get addicted, like a cigarette. If you've got quite a bad life, say, for instance, you're not enjoying your day, you might resort to it as a pick-me-up or a crutch, like to lean on. Hello and welcome to Health Uncovered with me, Kel Spellman. Throughout this podcast series, we're looking at a whole host of different issues around young people and their health and well-being. It's anything goes and no holds barred, so hopefully we're going to be answering all the questions that you've been dying to ask, but you weren't quite sure how you'd go about it. On the show, we are going to be talking about substance misuse, and as always, I am joined by a team of young people from Nuneaton. I'm joined by... Ollie. Callum. Oscar. Ollie. And this is the first way we've had two people with the same names. Just so we all know, is this an Ollie? Say hello. Hi. That's Ollie to my right. And then next to Ollie, we've got Ollie. Ollie the second. <laughs> I might refer to you as Ollie the second in this podcast. That's okay, great. Well, I want to start with a bit of a game. Throw us into the deep end, get us a bit warmed up. Got a list of songs here, and I want you to tell me if they're about substance misuse or something far more innocent. Okay? So song number one, Purple Hills by D12 Beats. What a song. But is that about something innocent or about substance misuse? I don't know. Purple Hills sounds a bit suspicious, <laughs> I think. I'm saying yeah? yeah? Yeah. That's right. It's very true. Purple Hills was originally called Purple Pills, but oh. they had to change the title for radio play. <laughs> Learn something new every day. What about Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the Beatles? No. No, the Beatles is not. Yeah, the it's not their style, I don't think. If you look at the lyrics, though, it can be interpreted as misuse, though. Is he saying it is? Yeah. Probably. Yeah? You're spot on. It is, funnily enough. Now, John Lennon said that he didn't realise that the song had LSD in it with Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but kind of it seems to be the general consensus that he did write it about mm. LSD. Okay, what about We Found Love, Rihanna? Uh, yeah, no. no. That's about so. finding love. I don't think so. Yeah. You're saying, yeah? yeah. Ollie the Second? Yeah. Ollie the Second is right, you know. Because um, <laughs> he actually refers to MDMA in the song. The A-Team. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, I know yeah. for a fact that, that is. is. Yeah. You boys are spot on. Yeah, yeah. Ed actually said he heard the story from an 18-year-old fan who was struggling with substance use whilst living in a homeless shelter. So that one is. And last but not least, might not know the tune, but She's So High by Blur. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go so on a limb and say yes. <laughs> well, curveball has definitely been a curveball because that one actually isn't. Damon Albarn Whoa. says he's talking about a girl that he fancies, but basically saying that she's out of his league. That she's so high, do you know what I mean? She's she's in the Premier League, yeah. So we've also got two experts, as always, here to help us chat through substance misuse. Today we are joined by... Rich, I'm the service manager for Compass Young Person Substance Misuse Service. And Andy, I'm young person substance misuse worker working for Compass as well. Kind of just off that top of the game that you were listening to there, do you think that media and music has a role to play encouraging kind of young people to do drugs or drink because it has those themes does it have an effect i think that it possibly does certainly some of the reports that we've had is that it can be quite influential music and media it's a medium that young people will invariably be involved with young people will invariably be susceptible to the messages that are portrayed by Mm -hmm. the media and the music so yeah i think it there is a part that that it does play guys here to ask I mean does it influence you I think some songs and some artists glamorise it a bit but then there's the other side of it where some movies and some 
songs also show you the real effects of it and the real dark side of the moon. I'd agree with Oscar. I mean, first question then, what is substance misuse? Taking drugs, drinking alcohol. I think probably did addictions to that and stuff. I think underage use is a big one as well. Substance misuse, the way it's classified, when you hear misuse, you automatically think it's a bad thing. I think naturally you get a sense that it's negative, but with our service and, and services nationwide, it's around choice and it's around making young people aware of the effects of different substances on the body and then they can go away and make an informed decision. Guys, what would you say is one of the most commonly used drugs for young people? I'd say weed. Definitely. Pills. Probably alcohol is up there because it's one of the easiest to get. So is weed as well. Do you guys think about the side effects of those substances? I think about weed and uh, tobacco, it's like you can easily get addicted to both of them. There is long-term effects and short-term effects. Every substance that can be misused, I think. The problems you get from them are not straight as, like, Soon as you have the drug, you get the problem. Like it takes months, even years, to turn out with a like, problem from it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and kind of play a bit thick. What sort of side of effects, short term and long term effects, can any of these substances can have on you? Yeah, like addicted. Like addicted. It's hard, yeah. really hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Paranoia, uh, yeah, memory mm-hmm. loss, mm-hmm. feeling dizzy, having headaches. Yeah. I think cancer comes from tobacco as well. Yeah. Is it going amongst people that you know and, and kind of your groups of friends or people you know? Yeah, like I'd say at my school, weed and pills is a very popular drug. I'd say about 40%, 30% of the school do pills and smoke weed probably mostly every day. Really? Yeah, like it's a very common drug for the area my school's in. Why do you think people are using these pills? Um, parties, just normal day life makes them feel good. I don't really know. So, in, in your mind then, are some substances worse than others? Yeah, I think they are. If you go through the classes as C, B and A class drugs, a lot of B and A class drugs uh, really ruin your life and really damage you internally. Well, alcohol does as well, but you can get addicted more on certain drugs. There's different scales to which you can be affected by them. I think an interesting part is alcohol and and the fact of its legality. Because if we talk around substances causing harm, then alcohol is is up there with some of the worst substances if you want to classify it that way. However, it's legal. And to have that balance of conversation with somebody where uh, I was in an assembly a few weeks back and a young person asked, well, why is alcohol still legal? And it was a great argument because he'd gone away and researched and found that actually it causes more harm than certain class A, certain class B drugs, certain mm-hmm. class C drugs as well. And I guess then that can be going to set them for prescribed medication as well then. W- would you guys think you could kind of have substance misuse with prescribed medications? Yeah. 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 Because if you take too much, you probably, something bad could possibly happen. It does depend on what type of drug it is. Another thing, kind of talking about the, the legality of things, because there's these legal highs. Is that the right term, first and foremost? Not since May 2016. Um, Educate so. me. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> there's a new act, um, the uh, new Psychoactive Substances Act, uh, again, came out in May 2016, which makes those 
uh, if you want to refer to them as legal highs, uh, illegal. Okay. Um, so for a young person, it's not illegal to possess them, but to produce, import or supply the, those substances is illegal. So even with the Ill- illegal kind of highs now, but also with stuff that is legal, you can have substance misuse on all of them. Absolutely, yeah. Misuse kind of conveys in the word of of problematic. And when we look at problematic behaviour, we have to factor in so many different aspects of a young person's life in terms of how is it affecting their family dynamics, their relationships, their health, their physical health, their mental health, their education, their motivation around education, employment. Are they able to function using substances? Are they able to go into work and complete their duties at work? Um, And lots of young people do. And lots don't. And and we're here for both, really, to kind of educate, inform, and then help those young people that need extra support as well. Even, even talking about here, there's so many layers to it. It's kind of really hard to, to kind of peel it all back and, and see it for what it is. Is that kind of one of the hard battles with it? Because, like you say, we're trying to have a conversation about substance misuse, but one of the, the most detrimental substances you can go and buy off a shelf in a shop. It must be really difficult for you guys. <laughs> It absolutely is, particularly when something like alcohol that's just available everywhere, supermarkets, shops, and there are some shopkeepers, etc., that will sell alcohol to people that are underage, even though they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it does make it very difficult, particularly if the young people that we're working with are using more than one substance at a time, so polydrug use. So if they were smoking cannabis, perhaps, drinking at the same time, maybe some of the uh, pills that Callum mentioned, then it can be very difficult to structure a program to address each of those and looking at which one is causing the individual the most harm at that time and then tapering it down. How common is substance misuse at the moment? Nationally, you look at percentages and and you look at around 10 to 15% of of young people are reporting that they've ever used a substance. Now, in, in our experience, that would be higher. So in Warwickshire, we look at cannabis and and alcohol being our main substances uh, that come into our service. Cocaine as well is increasing within our area at the moment. So in terms of young people using substances, it is common. But I think Callum mentioned it earlier that some young people have different tolerances to them. And negative effects can happen sometimes instantly, but mainly through prolonged use. So we're saying there's taking a substance, uh, you know, maybe dabbling in it so to speak and trying it is very different though to misusing it yes it is yeah yeah i would say so i mean dabbling's obviously where it starts yes of course um but when uh, an individual a young person finds that they sort of cross that threshold between taking it for enjoyment purposes and taking it to maybe stop themselves feeling ill or taking it to regulate their day regulate their moods then it stops being something that's enjoyable stops being something that's fun stops being something that they see as pleasurable perhaps mm-hmm. but it's still something that is a necessity for them to do yeah. because otherwise they you know they're going to feel bad that day and that realization sometimes be a very difficult thing for the young person to to come to terms with just in general if people are using substances and misusing it why do you think that they're misusing substances for what reasons i think if you've got quite a bad life say for instance you're not enjoying your day you might resort to it as a pick-me-up or a crutch like to lean on mm-hmm. yeah, it could help you get through the day definitely some of the young people that we work with have had exceptionally difficult times difficult lives and so escapism is something that's attractive and certain substances do provide that escapism for them. And part of our initial assessment is to try and identify the factors that directly drive the substance misuse. Weed is commonly known for 
people who like had bad lives and need bringing up. That is what a lot of people use it for, mm-hmm. to bring themselves up, to chill themselves out and stuff like that. Do you, do you say, you know, within within your school, yeah. are they thinking about the detrimental effects it's having um, on their body or and those long-term effects that you mentioned? I think they more think about cheering themselves up rather than thinking about the long-term problems. Are there, are there ever any conversations about kind of the, the downsides to using the substance? No. No? No. And it's so easy just to get hold of. It's yeah. like one, one call away. Callum talked about talking positively and holding cannabis as, as, as a positive in, in people's lives and, and not really considering the longer-term effects, the short-term effects that, that young people enjoy, and, and that's why they use substances. They don't often think about what can happen then two, three, four months down the line or even longer term. The reasons that we generally find that young people start using substances are around their friendship groups, what they're used to in a, a family unit as well. So if there's any parental use or, or use within the family, um, that can influence in a negative or a positive way. Peer pressure within friendships as well this element of peer pressure. Does that play a big part, do you reckon, when it comes to taking and using these types of substances? Yes. Because if you're out with a group of mates, I mean, say they're sat there smoking, like, a joint or whatever, and you're sat there, like, nothing, you're going to feel, like, awkward or they're going to ask you if you want some. And if you're with a load of people, you're not going to really want to sit there and say no... Because you'll feel like self-conscious and stuff, so you'd want, well. yeah, you'd want to join in with them. So you'd smoke it to practically make yourself look cool, and then eventually you'll end up getting addicted to it, and then you'll just be like them. Yeah. So would you all find it hard to say no then? Yeah, I think yeah. at the end of the day, one of the main ways to be introduced to a drug is for a peer group. Otherwise, you're not going to discover it on your own. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, obviously going to be through someone you know. And obviously, if you're with a load of people and you say no, they can turn around and start calling your names or like yeah. saying that oh, you're, I don't know, whatever. And then obviously that pressures you into doing it then. And do you know what? When, when you speak about it and you kind of break it down, that pressure's kind of one of the main driving forces behind that kind of first getting involved in substances. How can you combat that? I mean, the simple thing is to say, say no, but obviously that's a a lot easier said here amongst us now than practically so. What ideas maybe would you guys have as well if you really wanted to try and have that strong will? Walk away. Walk away, yeah, say, make an excuse, say you've got to go somewhere or maybe even pretend to have a phone call. And even if they do call your names, like, just don't take it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Just say to yourself, they probably ain't thinking that straight. They're probably on too much drugs and they're just thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. Going back to a couple of points ago, what we were speaking about, how straight away we kind of all accept how accessible and easy it is to get hold of these substances, whether it is alcohol off a shelf or you put a call in and it's, um, you know, a class A, class B, class C, whatever it is. Do you think, though, there should be more done on education? I think education's paramount, really, in combating current substance misuse uh, issues that we have as a country. And that's education for the young people, but I think it's education for the parents as well, education for the teachers, certainly education throughout the school. And that's something at Compass that we try to do. We try to get in and work with the, the schools at you know whatever age group they define as being appropriate. And then we try to put on sessions where we can present the information really to young people about these are the substances that are around you, these are the various strengths of the substances, these are the things that you need to look out for. You know, this is the information. You can make an informed decision at this point. And then, depending on their, their decision, we can follow up with future support or even more intensive support, targeted support. Do you guys feel that you've been 
talked enough or educated enough around these substances. Yeah, I think yeah, we've especially, had the, yeah, cool. lessons that have covered it a lot, especially throughout year um, eight and nine. So far, I haven't really had any talks about, about it. What year are you in, Ollie? Um, eight. You're in year eight now? Yeah. Like year nine, year ten. That's okay. when he'll start getting taught about it. So that's in school, yeah. and it's kind of done from that school point of view. But what yeah. about outside of school? Do you speak about it with older peers amongst the group? But I find it a little bit embarrassing because, like, say if you have tried it, like they might just tell you off. Yeah, or take but, like, it the wrong way. Yeah, or yeah. take it the wrong way. And if you have an argument or something, you never know they can bring it up. Or... Yeah, yeah, you could bring it up anywhere. I've had conversations with my parents about it because they've had experiences exactly like it when they were younger. I can definitely relate it to my life now. Do you feel you've got enough information of a whole variety of substances out there, you know, to make an informed decision on whether you wanted to take that substance or not? I think personally I have. I'm not sure about anyone else. Okay. Okay. I've only really heard of, like, the big, major, common drugs. Yeah, I pretty much know what mostly every drug does to you and stuff. I don't know, so... And did that come from, from school? Did that come from... School and life in general. Yeah, we have been taught in lessons. We've had about three or four, I think. But I think if you go more in-depth, you're preparing them for further on in life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in terms of what we're doing in Warwickshire with, with our early help, it's, it's important and we agree with Ollie's point around getting in as early as we can. It's great at the moment because people are willing to talk about things and giving young people the chance to speak to a professional who's knowledgeable about different substances and, and what they can do short term and long term to the body and, and mind is a great way of doing it. What we also like to do is, is look at media and, and their influences. But you see the, these music videos where they've got alcohol in their hands and, and things like that. They're using cannabis within their music videos as well. And they're surrounded by their friends and they've got everything in life. What it doesn't show is the problematic issues that these substances do bring. The stuff after. Absolutely. Yeah, after yeah. effects. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about those. What are they? Um, well, you have to come down from a high. Okay. And that can make you feel really depressed. Yeah. Mm. Someone say hangover? Yeah. Yeah, from yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Like, can't you learn that once? Like, you don't want to do it again, but people still do it. Yeah. And then you've got the class A's, the really high class A's, like crack and heroin and stuff. That, Put you in hospital. Yeah. Like, if you haven't got you physically, can't cope without it, like, you need it to yeah. carry yeah. on. You end up sitting there rattling and stuff like that. Especially if you don't know how much you're taking, you could overdose on it. Yeah. And that could kill you. Could put like something kind of like a bleach or something. Of course. So you never know what you're going to get. When is it a problem? Where is that line where, okay, there is a problem with you using this substance, this is substance misuse? What would make it a problem? I think it's when you start craving it, when you need it to get through your day. Yeah. Or whether you yeah. think, I want to go out with my mates, I want to have fun tonight, or I need a pill, or, mm. or I need alcohol to have fun. Whereas yeah. you, don't, you don't need it to have fun. Yeah. You can have fun other ways. I'm going to point you in terms of a video on YouTube. It's called Nugget, so you can search it on there. It's about a bird. He walks along a path, sees a nugget. It kind of goes through the, the stages of use, so experimental, recreational, more regular use, and then dependent use. So it's a great way of explaining why we don't stop because our brain is, is wired in a way that we are always seeking, seeking reward. And, and these substances give our brain reward. Mm -hmm. Okay, So over and over again, this bird keeps eating these nuggets. And the high that they get from eating these nuggets becomes less and less. And the after effect becomes harder and harder until it ends in, in a dark place for that bird.
Okay. Um, so it's about understanding how the brain works, understanding our decision making yeah. as well. Yeah. And as teenage brains, our decision making area is so skewed, so kind of developing in a way that you will make mistakes. Adults make mistakes all the time, but young people will make mistakes not knowing the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's where we try and get in. We try and get in at those really, really important parts and times of teenage life because if we can make those right pathways within the brain and those around decisions, um, we've got more chance of, of helping young people make the the right and informed decisions around yeah. around substance use. And if there's, you know, maybe there's if there's a young person listening now, what can they do if they, if they think, you know, they need help? Where can they go or, or what kind of advice do you have? Nationally, there's Talk to Frank, which is a, an online website yeah. which you can go to for advice and guidance, specifically in Warwickshire. We have Compass Young Person Substance Misuse Service. Like any other service, I, I imagine, that they have different ways of accessing the service. So we have a free phone number mm-hmm. and we have a website. We also have a text messaging service uh, called Chat Health where young people can text in if they want to ask a question or if they're having a particular issue and then we get back to them uh, within 24 hours and and obviously on top of that you have the nationwide services as well go online and google one of my my final questions coming towards the end of this journey but say if you you haven't got help and it is a problem what's the worst case scenario i mean where where can it end up historically i've worked um uh, right across all age groups i guess in substance misuse so from very young people to people that have been using for a number of years rough sleepers etc etc and the sad fact is is that if it's an issue that's not addressed then it can end up with fatal consequences and it's not uncommon that it ends up with fatal consequences you know there's there's no other way to put it than that I think what, what I would add to that is if, if you are a young person and you have got questions or you are experimenting or you just simply want to find out more, please, please don't think that by speaking to somebody it's the wrong thing to do. If you want to seek help, please, please do. We're here for you. We want to help you. We want to support you. We want to see you go and live your life and prosper. We're here to understand young people. We're not here to judge. Amazing. And as well, if you're listening and you're not in Warwickshire, there will be plenty of help also out there for you. Like we kind of mentioned, if you just go on Google, there'll be plenty of options for you to go and get help and chat to someone with. Guys, thank you so much. I want to say a massive thank you to Oscar, Callum, Ollie, and Ollie the second. Thank you so much here, guys. And of course, to our experts, Rich and Andy, guys, thank you so much. As we heard, substance misuse can be a result of other health issues such as poor mental health or maybe something else that has happened previously that you're not too aware of. So please make sure that you check the other podcasts in this series because we cover a whole host of different issues affecting young people. There is something in there for everyone. And also click subscribe and you will get all our latest episodes as soon as they are released. I've been Kel Spellman and this is Health Uncovered. Thank you. This is Health Uncovered with Compass Warwickshire Young Person Substance Misuse Service. Health Uncovered is recorded with healthcare professionals who help young people, like school nurses and other specialist teams. To find out how to get confidential support with any health issue, speak to your GP or ask in school.